0: Welcome to Jersey Guys Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, Giants, Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to be discussing the Rangers losing 3-2 in a shootout to the Detroit Red Wings. And Rutgers football loses a super recruiter and also their defensive back coach, Fran Brown, to Georgia. So let's go ahead and get started. The New York Rangers lost 3-2 in a shootout to the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday night at Madison Square Garden. They had a slow start to the game again, and it looked like someone forgot to, you know, set their alarm clock. The way they played in the first period, this happened again. The first time was acceptable when they played Boston coming off a two-week layoff. This one was not acceptable. An average Detroit team kind of took their lunch in the first period, and the Rangers need to overcome these slow starts. So, after another slow start, the Rangers finally got it going, but then they had so many missed chances in the first period, and that would end up being the theme of the evening as the game progressed. The Rangers missed two or three tapping goals. They also had some really bad puck luck. Detroit deflected a goal um, off of Jones, and then later... Completely missed wide left. The shot past Shosturkin, which bounced off the boards behind Shosturkin, out to the other side, right to a red wing for an easy goal. So that comprised their two goals that Detroit had. One was off a Ranger foot. The other was off a weird bounce off the boards behind Shosturkin. And that was all they got. And on the other side, the Rangers hit two or three posts and generally could not make any easy open play all night. It was a frustrating game for Rangers fans and you know they did deserve to lose I have to say the Rangers were sloppy with the puck early um, well into the second period passes were not sharp their effort at times seemed to be lacking their intensity seemed to be lacking I mean it was quite telling that uh, they didn't even get a power play until the middle of the third period You know, when you don't play hard or battle hard enough, you don't draw penalties. That's what happens. You know, the Rangers did seem to have some jump at times in the game, but they didn't really have much will in tight spots. And when you try to fight through checks and have will and battle hard, that's many times that's where you draw penalties. And the Rangers didn't get one until the middle of the third period. And in the end, Strom flat out lost the freaking game for the Rangers in the shootout. Uh, with the tied shootout, the Rangers shooting second, so it would have won. He deep the goalie. The goalie was basically flat on his face and out of the play, and Strome proceeded to miss a wide open net. The Red Wings then won it in the very next shootout frame, and that was it. There was actually kind of a funny moment um, The Mark Stahl Is on the Detroit Red Wings. He's still playing, believe it or not. And obviously, back at the Garden, they had a kind of honored him here with like a little video tribute. It was nice. Um, But when you watch him play, it brought back how slow that stall actually is. I think it was in the second period. There was a puck going back toward the Detroit goalie, and Stahl was way ahead of Gauthier. And it seemed like Gauthier caught him. He was like a, a half a mile behind Stahl and <laughs> raced behind him and got to him just after Stahl touched the puck. Stahl ended up clearing it, but it was really funny. You didn't think it was going to be any problem. And before you knew it, Gauthier, who I know is fast, but it was just hilarious watching how slow. Mark Stahl was. Back to the game, though. The Rangers really have to start finishing five on five. Their lack of production on five on five is just astoundingly bad, putrid. I mean, the team's being held together. It seems like with sticks and glue, mostly called Igor Shesterkin. There's nothing going on five on five. They have to produce. They can't miss easy tap ins. They have to finish better. Ke'Andre Miller had a nice wraparound goal in the second period. It's good to see him finally starting to produce a little bit. But, you know, he's one that, on the other side, has defensive problems. And they do not seem to be improving, at least from what I can see. He's too damn weak on the puck and weak on defenders, especially for a kid he size, his size. He, he's, he's big. He gets out of position. Uh, he gets turned around frequently. I mean, this is now his second year in the league. And he really needs to start improving defensively quickly. You know, it's nice to see some offense picking up from him. So if we can get something out of him, it's better than nothing. I know he's rated pretty highly in a ranged organization. I, I, I don't see him that way. We'll have to see if he can kind of pick up his defensive game. For the Rangers, in the end, there's just not nearly enough even strength scoring from this team. Um, It seems hard to imagine, you know, if you think about it, how the Rangers would make any kind of deep playoff run without significantly increasing their scoring output 5-on-5. I mean, puck luck aside, the Rangers need to bury their friggin' chances when they have them. Full stop. They did get a third-period power play goal from Mika, It was a beautiful one-timer. The Rangers certainly don't have any trouble scoring on the power play. They have a lot of talent, and they do really well, but five-on-five five is another story. <coughs> Excuse me. Kreider was absolutely nowhere to be seen the entire evening, and that includes overtime in the shootout. He had one of those vintage Kreider games from years past where you barely even hear the announcer call his name, the entire game. I mean, he has this sort of unique ability year after year to just completely disappear from games, mostly in the years prior to this one. He hasn't really done that much at all this year. He's been surprisingly consistent, but he had one of those games. And, you know, everyone has bad games, but when Kreider does it, it seems like he was a scratch, and he wasn't even playing. With other people, it's like, ah, oh, you know, he missed the pass, or bad giveaway, or just off his stick, or boy, he looks off today. With Kreider, it's like, did he did Kreider actually dress tonight? Is he on the ice? Like, you don't even see or hear him. And he had one of those games, and he's had that every single year of his career, except for this year. He has not really done much of that this year. Um, but last night, he was completely missing And it definitely hurt the Rangers, who don't have any offense to start with 5-on-5. Now, on the plus side, Zach Jones looked pretty sharp. He's a rookie defenseman that they called up. He has some offensive skill that was on display most of the night. He handled himself really well. He seems like a super agile skater. He played confidently with the puck. And he can really skate and shoot well. And also, of course, his defense partner, Schneider, continues to look great and continues to be a great surprise for the Rangers. We have a pretty good defense pair, you know, blossoming. You know, it was Lingren and Fox, and, you know, now maybe it's Schneider and Jones. Um, continued note to Gallant, by the way, let the kids play. Don't use Nemeth. For the love of God, let the kids play and get experience. Come on, Gallant, don't screw with this. You know, and, and the reason, too, is while the Rangers have a chance to do some damage in the playoffs, as time goes on, it's looking like there's too many good teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, and that the Rangers are clearly a level below them. If you look at the elite teams, Carolina, Colorado, Edmonton, even some of the others in the East, the Rangers don't seem to be on that level. While it's possible, you know, that a hot Shosturkin can carry the Rangers in the playoffs, the more likely story is that they're going to have some trouble, uh, especially with so many excellent teams in the East. And, And as such, it's really important that they need to see the the kids play and see what they have, both for the playoffs this year um, and also for next year. Uh, we do need to make some trades at the deadline. I'm not saying, you know, just go in with what we have, but hopefully they won't mortgage the future and trade some of these good kids away. We're going to have to use some. You need to trade good people to get good people, but I think they need to be a little bit careful here at this point. Um, the Rangers are good, right? Maybe very good, but the Rangers are not great. And I'm not sure if any single trade at the deadline can make them great. Good teams don't win Stanley Cups. You know, you need to be a great team. We'll see what the deadline produces. But hey, Gallant, play the kids. Play the friggin' kids. This is one of those losses, though, that the Rangers probably want to burn the tape on. I mean, they generally kind of play without purpose much of the game. And while they did have some really bad puck luck all over the place, they definitely deserve to lose this game. They need to play harder. They need to play with more intensity, more consistency, and they need to turn the game back to where it was, you know, before their two-week layover. Um, This one had some excitement, I'll tell you that, and the Rangers, you know, at least got one point out of what was possibly a lost effort. So they'll have to, you know, take the one point and work on improving going forward. All right, let's move on. For Rutgers fans, on Friday, there was some crushing, breaking news for Rutgers football fans. Friday, it's being reported that Rutgers lost Fran Brown to Georgia. And this is nothing short of a dagger for Rutgers football. And many of you may not know who Fran Brown is because he's just the defensive back coach for Rutgers. Brown was Chiano's very first hire, and for a very good reason. Brown is an absolutely tremendous, tremendous recruiter, and he's responsible for some of the biggest prospects landing at Rutgers. He can now steal some of them, and he can out-recruit others for new recruits, for top New Jersey talent and Philly talent. He was responsible for so many of the big three, four-star recruits that we've gotten He has such a good vibe when you hear the recruits talk about why they chose Rutgers. Fran Brown, many times, is the first two words out of their mouth. And this is really, really hard to take as a Rutgers fan. And there's really no way to put any kind of positive spin on the news. It's a gut punch to Rutgers football at what is really a crucial time. And one that's going to be very hard to recover from. Uh, We have to hope Sciano has some way to replace him. But it's going to take about five people to be able to recruit anywhere near what Fran Brown does, or at least at the level he does. It it is tough news to take. Um, It is maybe the one thing you did not want to happen to Rutgers football. I mean, short of them losing their four-star quarterback, this is about it. This is about the worst news you could possibly deliver, and it happened. Uh, Fran Brown, his being report is gone. He's going to Georgia and um, we're going to have to see what we can do to to keep our current recruits. That's number one. And then to continue trying recruiting going forward, because this is like getting the rug pulled out from right under you. So it's some some tough luck and, and some bad news for Rutgers football fans. And we have to hope we can somehow make up for his loss going forward. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast if you can. Rate us high and tell your friends about it if you can. I will be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.